El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinions. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions, but now, the robots do it instead. Joining me today, he used to be the co-host of this podcast, but now he works at Yahoo and hosts a podcast called Hey, Julie. Ladies and gentlemen, Brett Raider. Also joining me, we used to work together at Crack.com. He's been on this podcast a whole bunch. He does lots of art stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, Randall Maynard. It's gonna be a great show. Hey everybody, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, ooh, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host. But I do got a room full of guests and I got an eye patch on. So this is going to be a fun podcast. Hey, Brett's here. Brett Raider, how's it going? Hey, man. Long time, no see. It's been a while, to quote Aaron Lewis. Nickelback. And Stained. Stained. Oh, come on. Yeah. Have come some on, respect. That was a Jesus Stained Christ. song. Also, jo- Randall just put on really shiny sunglasses. They're Bono-esque. Yeah. They're Bono-esque. Yeah. You look like... Yeah, you like them? You look like Jimmy Hart. And Which by one? The, 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 wrestling, the wrestling one? The wrestling manager, yes. The wrestling guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How's it going, Randall? You you almost uh, died eating a vegan hot dog before we started I, recording, so I'm glad I to feel, see you're eating it again. Yeah, I feel like I have a second chance at life after that near-death experience of a vegan dog lodging itself into my throat. Or <clears throat> me and Brett have this another chance not, to murder not, you. This time not, and this time it wasn't for my OnlyFans. That complete accident, deep-throating <laughs> a vegan dog. Where can people find you on OnlyFans, by the way, Randall? Yeah, the, the, the uh, only... All right, um, so our yeah, topic dot com slash Randy Man Randall, <laughs> yeah, Mister Vegan Dog. So, who was the guy that you said I looked like again? What's his name? What? Rick? Did you say Rick Flair? Yeah, I said Rick Flair. You look exactly <laughs> like Rick Flair right now, Randall. I look like Rick Flair. OnlyFans dot com slash Rick Flair. That's where I'm at. Where are you? So, where are you, people? Randall. I don't see you anywhere. Calm down. Thanks. We're talking about a bunch of local news stories this week. We do this from time to time when there's nothing happening in the news or if I need to record some stuff in advance, which is what we're doing now. So for all we know, all of these stories could be completely different things by the time this goes up. I'm trying to vamp long enough to let Randall finish eating his fucking vegan hot dog Mm -hmm. that he insists on eating during this podcast. Are you on acid? Anyway, I love the pause. Oh, man. Uh, Listeners, we did start the podcast about like five minutes before you you heard the beginning and Randall choked on a vegan hot dog covered in slathered, dare I say, in Tapatio. Tapatio. This is, you know, I saw the email earlier in the week. Randall's going to be on. I'm like, I I expected nothing less from the start of this podcast. 
Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say. That's that's a good point. You might be on acid, can neither confirm nor deny. Acid is fun. I wish I was on acid right now, but I'm not. I'm on antibiotic eye drops. Right. Yeah, you got you still got your eye patch going. I sure do. I sure do. Yeah. Which makes you look like a cross between like a James Bond villain and uh like some kind of shady bookie of some type. When you like, get definitely go on you when I get the Oh, you go ahead, Brett. I was going to say, professional podcaster, Brett Raider. Thank you. Steam when you get me. prescribed uh, antibiotic eye drops, do you feel like you're just a dog? A little bit. Yeah, I feel that, I feel very know, pet-like when right you're now. Human, they're like, take this pill, you know, put on this splint, maybe we'll do a surgery. But like antibiotic eye drops just feels like something that I would be given for my dog. This is um, this is actually humanizing for you. I guess that's, that's my this point. is actually the second time this has happened to me. And it always happens because I keep my contacts in too long. And what's going on is I have an ulcer on my cornea. So I have to put drops in my eye every hour, even overnight. So last night when I went to sleep, I set my smartwatch to set off an alarm every hour so I could wake up and put drops in my eye and then go back to bed as if I were being tortured, because that is a form of torture where you just come wake people up right when they start falling asleep. And so the doctors like just don't sleep for a week. Yeah, it is exhilarating to hear a doctor be like, look, next 24 hours stay up no matter and what yet, and yet you still have more energy than randall of course that stands to reason you look like dog the bounty hunter randall what are you <laughs> yeah i gotta I gotta go catch him man don't try to high road me with your eye patch and your shiny curtain so should we talk about this some like, news this isn't the time for this should we talk about some news stories from around the world we used to do a segment on uh, another unpops network podcast that doesn't exist anymore and that segment was called Grave Dancing. And it was, you know, just a thing where we would celebrate when someone awful died. And, and let me tell you, this segment we're about to do is the Macarena meets Gangnam Style meets the Electric <laughs> Slide meets some sort of future dance. Meets yeah. the, flaw, the floss, a future dance craze that we've never heard dance, of yet, but that, all that of sweeps the, the globe. Yeah. yeah, because here's the thing, America. You probably already know this. Rush Limbaugh died. Oh, no. Yay. Darn. What's the sound effect for that? Fucking gas leaving a bloated, crusty carcass. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Like, I'm not typically the glad someone died type, but I'm glad Rush Limbaugh died. My only regret is that it didn't happen, like, in the 80s, because that would have been beneficial to the world. He should have been Terminator killed before he could have ruined the world in a big way in the 80s, like... He's definitely proof that time travel has never been discovered because someone right. would have come back and stopped him from happening by now. Yeah. I mean, I think I feel like we've learned in the last five years a few things. Time travel doesn't exist. Right. And we know that neither the good guys got the Terminator machine and traveled back to kill Rush Limbaugh. And we also know that the bad guys haven't gotten it and like killed Bernie or AOC or what. We know that no one's done that. Right. We also know the universe uh, is oh, an uncaring, unfeeling thing that kills people at random. There's no justice or anything. Anyways, fun podcast. Let's go back to the so, vegan hot dogs. You were, just shy, you were just shy of telling everyone there was no God, and I would really like you to keep going on that one. I mean, probably not. <laughs> I think the last five years is proof there's no God. You can challenge me on that. <laughs> the last five years, the musical is proof that there 
is a really good musical <laughs> named the last five years. But the last five years, the years is proof that there is no God. Is I'm, the musical the last five years about literally the last five years? No, it no. It's Trump about, administration? No, it's about an aspiring and why, that I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck. And her novelist boyfriend. That, out of, that is the most disappointing thing I've ever heard. I thought they announced a musical called The Last Five Years, and it was going to be literally like this year, 2021, it was going to be made, and it was going to be about the last five years. Anyway. Any, the, the other one is horse <laughs> shit. So, Adam, sorry, have your show back. Governor Ron DeSantis with Florida being Florida. He is the governor of Florida. He is also a piece of human garbage. He ordered flags in Palm Beach County, the town of Palm Beach, and the state capitol in Tallahassee to fly at half staff from sunrise to sunset in memory of Rush Limbaugh's bitch ass. And two of those entities were just like, yeah, whatever, we'll do it. Palm Beach County Courthouse was like, fuck you. We are having no part of that. Good for them. Go Palm Beach, man. Hell yeah. I don't know that Rush Limbaugh is someone worthy of being honored. Even if he's from the town, which he is, he's apparently from Palm Beach or something like that, or live there. Who fucking cares? Doesn't yeah. live there anymore. But yeah, or I mean, he might be living there permanently. Hey. Oh, hey. Depending on his <laughs> status. This is a quote from Palm Beach County Commissioner Melissa McKinley. The lowering of flags should be a unifying gesture during solemn occasions, such as in remembrance of the young lives lost during the Parkland High School massacre or first responder line of duty deaths. Although Rush Limbaugh was a significant public figure, he was also an incredibly divisive one who hurt many people with his words and actions. And here's the thing. If she listened to Rush Limbaugh, she would know school shootings are a hoax. So... I mean, so it sounds like she's she's one of the rare people in Florida with her head screwed on. Right. Make it, her governor. It is strange to see. Well, Palm Beach County, I believe, is in the Miami area. Correct. It's where Jeffrey Epstein was. But yes, I think it is the Miami. Yeah. General I mean, so Miami area. we're talking about I know we're talking about Florida here and everyone can, can yuck yuck about everyone's crazy in Florida. But the Miami extended metro area is probably the most liberal part of the state. So. Not surprised that an elected official there is like, fuck Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, no, we're not down with this. By the way, in case anyone is not familiar with how terrible Rush Limbaugh is, both historically and just philosophically, every time he would just open his mouth. I want to read one of his best quotes. It is, even when I think I'm wrong, I'm right. I am all knowing. That's from Rush Limbaugh. He sounds pretty cool. What a chill And guy. humble. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds very chill. Remember when he got hired by ESPN and it lasted like eight months? Oh, no. You don't remember that? When was that? Oh, was it ESPN? I believe it was, it like was in the 90s or ESPN. Was it yeah. Hold like, on one sec. Was it like surprisingly recently? Was it like, was it like 2015? Was he, was he like covering bowling or what was his deal? Like The NFL. He was a big the NFL. Jesus. Only the most popular sport. It's fine. Yeah. He got kicked off in October 2003 after disparaging comments about Donovan McNabb, if you can believe that. Wow. What a surprise. But they kept him on in the Philly area for an extra five years. Here's <laughs> here's specifically what he said. Sorry to say this. I don't think he's been that good from the get go. How funny would it be if that's all he said? 
And they were like, you're out of here. We love Donovan McNabb. Didn't he go to like five straight NFC championships? Yeah, he had he had been to three straight Pro Bowls and two consecutive NFC championship games by this point. But Rush Limbaugh's quote, I think what we've had here is a little social concern in the NFL. The media has been very desirous that a black quarterback do well. There is a little hope invested in McNabb, and he got a lot of credit for the performance of this team that he didn't deserve. The defense carried this team. That's Rush Limbaugh covering the NFL. So it went about as you would expect it that's, went. That's the perfectly coded racism you can get on the air. Yeah. That's that you would expect from him, yeah. Yeah, it was you know who I did like covering football. Remember when Dennis Miller did Monday night football for one season? I mean, Dennis Miller is quite he's a piece of shit. Reprehensible. He, he's yeah. quite reprehensible now. But I, I remember at the time being like, hey, it was funny. I mean, he was a lot closer, obviously, to his SNL days and was not, you know, one of these sort of middle late aged white guy comics who like they can't really find their spot. So they're just like because everyone's triggered and PC yeah, culture make, yeah, is. They, yeah, they're yeah. cancel culture yeah, is destroying. What um, does cancel culture even mean anymore? Like Bill Maher just went on a rant about it and he brought up Justin Timberlake. Like Justin Timberlake's not fucking canceled. Like people act like you can't even get mad at some. We're allowed to get mad at Justin Timberlake for how he behaved in the past. Yeah, and it relates to like, and and so much of it has been, I feel, inflamed with Trump being kicked off Twitter. It's like, you're being an asshole. Like, don't be a fuck. Like, people have the right to be like, you're a fucking asshole. You shouldn't work again, Kevin Spacey. You're an asshole. You shouldn't fucking work again. Justin Timberlake's going to do fine. The whole thing with Justin Timberlake, I feel like, was because of the Britney Spears mini doc that was on Hulu. Yep couple weeks ago and then he sort of did one of those iphone note apologies to her and to janet jackson for his little escapade during the super bowl i think i think were the eagles in that super bowl bring it back to donovan McNabb. that might have been the eagles and patriots good question i'm looking it up so to talk so am i super bowl 38 and it, that was the Panthers and the Patriots. Ah, so that was the year after, I believe. Sure, and sure, they, sure. Or it was the year before. Sorry. So Rush Limbaugh's dead and Ron DeSantis wants us to mourn us being the state of Florida. People aren't mourning. I mean, I'm sure some people are sad. Imagine being sad that like imagine waking up and hearing that Rush Limbaugh died and it just wrecks your day. Like you better be uh, fucking related to Rush Limbaugh or you better be the guy that sells him his pills. Otherwise, yeah, you, as, why are you sad? You, you got to be locked in a financial deal with Rush Limbaugh to <laughs> give a shit about whether he's dead or alive. As an extremely popular firebrand radio personality, Adam, I feel like you should identify with that. And when the other eye goes and you shed these earthly sure. coils released from my People mortal coil. Sad. I mean, it's yeah. when you listen to, well, I'm dope. I'm not defending. Rush Limbaugh sucks. Bye, Rush. Wait yeah. a minute. Are He's you a saying fucking asshole, Adam whatever. Like but I'm just Rush saying, Limbaugh? you know, when Howard's, when Howard Stern dies, people are going to be really, people have been listening to Howard Stern for 40 years. When yeah. name your famous broadcaster, who's more of a personality, not like a news guy. Don Imus. <laughs> Again, no one's, no one really said there, but you know, if you've been listening to Rush Limbaugh for 30 years, you're wrong, but I can understand why you're sad. Yeah. I've been having someone in your ear. I mean, it's a very personal relationship. I'm sure his fan base is sad, but the thing is, fuck them too. Oh, yeah. No, their brains have been completely just 
destroyed and melted. And like, I've, I've met the kind of people that like Rush Limbaugh, though, and I'm like, I, I've, I've worked customer service in my lifetime. I've seen these crazy assholes with their bumper stickers all over their cars and their American flags sticking out of every goddamn hole they can jam one in and their old, like, ancient vehicle. They're, oh, God. And it's like, it's th- these these people that go up to you and tell you that only, you know, they'll, they'll give you the really biased opinion and then tell you why they're objective and all this bullshit. And I don't think they even mourn anybody. I think they're just, they're such huge narcissists. They're just like, who's my new person who tells me what to think? Yeah. Where's my new leader? The thing about Rush Limbaugh is he paved the way for all of that shit. And he also was so early on the partisanship train and was one of the really early figures in that divide that happened in the United States that honestly didn't really happen until the 90s, where if you were a Democrat, like you can't even be friends with Republicans anymore. Like, that's a relatively new thing. And it's because of Newt Gingrich mostly, but also Rush Limbaugh. He was the Ed Harris of the partisan train. If you've seen the movie Snowpiercer. (laughs) And I, I think if you trickle it back to your favorite president, Ronald Reagan, Ronnie, Ronnie Reagan, yeah. with uh, uh, Ronnie the Ronnie G, with the, the fairness, remo- Sorry, um, repealing or removing the fairness doctrine, which basically allowed for you know completely biased political news, political speech on the airwaves. And then, you know, a few years later, you have Rush Limbaugh, you have Fox News. It, it all it all starts back. And you've been you've been talking about old Ronnie for so long on this podcast, all its forms, so much of what's really broken in America, like in the current era. You know, a lot of stuff has been broken since uh, mid 1600s, <laughs> even earlier. True. Also, oh, wow, we're what's... going way back. OK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, mid 1600s. All right. Stay <laughs> yeah. focused. Bringing Jesus Christ. Also yeah. Ships. Taxes, your, your, your edibles are showing. Anyways, you're what? You, you, you dropped acid on your vegan hot dog. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll drop acid uh, on your fucking balls. But I think bread. You know, whether it's mental health, it's a topic I know you've covered a lot on this podcast, Adam, or as we're talking here, the, related to the fairness doctrine. It all it all goes back. Like so much of the new new that's in with the U fucked upness, like just like new metal, right? Goes back to old Ronnie fucking Reagan. Well, it's, we've come full circle, kind of, at least with Trump, we did, because Reagan, his slogan was, let's make America great again. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Trump was just another version of Ronald Reagan. It's just, I think they thought they were improving on Ronald Reagan, and they botched that. They got that wrong. Oh, you don't think, you don't think that worked out? I don't, I don't think it was quite as successful of an experiment as the real Ronald Reagan was. And I don't want to rush. I don't want to rush to judgment because his term just ended. It just ended. So I think we should let history sort of decide how, how Trump is seen, you know, because what do we know now? We haven't really, that's a great point. You know, let's, let's think before we maybe Biden start just throwing, maybe Biden will let 500,000 people die of coronavirus too. You never know. Brett, what were you going to say? You can't tell well, it was interesting because you could see when Trump won in 2016 what the 2020 slogan was going to be, which is keep America great. Like it was going to be a riff on like, hey, we made it great as you know we said we were going to do in 2016. And there was a lot of keep America great, which is just like, what did he do in the last four years that made everyone really happy? Like, I, I think one of the one of the things to talk about with the Trump presidency, like, yeah, a lot of stuff was like really fucked up and really bad for a lot of people. And then in the last year, uh, half a million people died. But before that, if you were a 
Honestly, if you were one of us, if you were a white guy who had a job, not really much changed about your, and you lived in Los Angeles, not really much changed about your life. And it was a really privileged place to be. And it was why I was really upset at a lot of people who didn't vote in the 2016 elections. Cause it's like, yo, you're white and you have a job and you live in California. Like your life isn't going to change. Like your yeah. life isn't going to change when Trump becomes president. But what about people of color? What about all sorts of people, you know, women? What about all sorts of people who could really have their lives affected? for the negative at the same time like so all that really bad should happen whether it's kids in cages take your pick i'm probably forgetting 50 different th- things that right happened in four years so bring it back to people who are like keep america great like what was the benefits for those people in the last four years other than they got to see their guy go on tv and like do wrestling promos like yelling at Mexican people or yellow yeah, transgender was- people or whatever. Like, and none of that meant anything. He didn't really pass anything. He just kind of was like, Hey, trans people, I'm going to kick you out of the military. And that lasted a whole solid year until we just, I think that was it. the yeah. idea though. It was like, it was like protecting the fantasy of the core values of America, which really is just white supremacy. And it's like going, okay, so as long as I stand around and talk about how everything that these people hate, I also hate, whether it's cancel culture or whatever horseshit thing that he's going to come up with, immigrants. I mean, because everything was, all this stuff was inherently negative. I mean, whether it was torturing already people in the already difficult process of seeking asylum, impeding education for anyone trying to come to the United States, the idea of just, it was like hurting other people. It was the, the nature of it was to inflict suffering and to call it freedom. You know, it was like, oh, this is, this is, who we are this is what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to liberate america by basically cutting it off from the rest of the world and hurting the people that scare us and then yelling about how things aren't fair for us being the trump people and then the illusion the snake oil salesman illusion of protecting the things that already weren't in danger like oh your second amendment is fine as long as i'm in office it was like no your second amendment's fine man like no one's doing anything to that that's not I think that's by not a thing. I think by now we all get it. Like we get that supporting Trump is dumb. And like like there's no real justification for it. But also like he's fucking out of office now. So who cares? Here's the thing. Yeah, not a lot got accomplished under Trump. But what's changing under Biden? The response Not to coronavirus much. is a little better. Let's cut to our Syria correspondent. Yeah. See what's going on there. We have already bombed Syria. Like, when did he mention that was going to happen in his first hundred days? Never. Like, yeah. it seems like we are back to being on the brink of war with Iran. It really has gone back to normal. And I don't think enough people are bothered by that. And in fact, we're still just like everyone's sitting on the edge of their seat to find out what Trump's going to say at CPAC tomorrow. How about we take a really radical step and nobody talk about it? No, don't cover it. Don't fucking cnn don't go to cpac don't fuck that golden statue that they put out front who cares that's really the only way to defeat trump at this point is just you're not president no, it's full deep platforming which we've done online yeah we know for a fact that covid misinformation all sorts of bad shit has really kind of not disappeared but when you have this focal point that has just spews all this shit. It's just like, it's like a boat motor in the middle of a living room that's on and you're throwing shit at it and it just like spins it everywhere. Like we've just removed that. So there is shit on the internet, but it's not like 
being chopped up and flung around in a full 360 degrees. Like, so we kind of removed him from the internet, which is a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I would honestly, I didn't know because I don't really follow television, televised news. I don't really follow the news. Not much. I mean, you know, anyways, I didn't even know he was speaking at this thing tomorrow. Yeah. Of course, CNN's going to cover it because they need eyeballs on their television channel. They need clicks on their website. And, you know, we do need to think of if news organizations want to survive in the 21st century and not participate in the spreading of bullshit, they need to find alternative income sources because otherwise they're going to be constantly attracted to the easy click of Trump said this horrible shit at CPAC. That's my concern is that's what it's going to be over the next four years and not just the media. What are all these podcasts? That only what are all these podcasts only exactly. Yeah. What are all these podcasts? That's the first question. But also, what are all these politics podcasts that just built themselves on nothing but talking about Trump? Because here's the thing. We were a podcast for years before we started talking about Trump. And we started talking about Trump because Trump was a fucking crisis. And yeah. that was very obvious. And then he was the president. So, of course, we're going to talk about Trump after that. But are all of these politics podcasts that popped up in response to Trump, are they just going to keep covering Trump and letting everyone know? Yeah, or are they going to like twist themselves into pretzels about like, well, actually, the Senate parliamentarian is right. We don't need $15 minimum wage or we don't need actually a $1,400 stimulus is fine. Are they going to twist themselves into a pretzel to support the Biden-Harris agenda, which is like in one way, we're a month in and it's like we kind of haven't given them enough time to figure this stuff out. Politics moves slow. Government moves slow. And at the same time, it feels like we're 35 something days in. 37 days in and we're already kind of just like pumping the brakes on like a lot of the easy stuff that Biden could have done. And it's like, yo, you guys only have two years to get this done because the midterms are coming. And I just find it insane that we there was so much stomach acid. There was so much stress over winning the Senate and we win the Senate. And all of a sudden they're like, well, we can't actually pass anything. We have a majority, but for some reason we're not able to pass anything. I literally don't understand it. It's all politics, man. Politics, baby. <laughs> you got to be flinging the flinging the business cards, writing the checks. All you got to be baby. flinging the cards and flinging the checks. Yeah. What I want to know is, are people going to be willing to criticize Biden? Are people going to scrutinize Biden the way people yeah. scrutinize Trump? Because if you're already doing that and you're you're being honest about things, even that covid stimulus bill that he's trying to push through is kind of some bullshit. Like there are Democrats who are objecting to it also because like 20% of the money actually goes toward COVID relief. The rest is just kind of bullshit. And like, yeah, we need our $1,400 checks. I get it. But this is just the same kind of shit that we hate from Republicans. And at some point, this country has to understand that the government is the problem and the way our government works. Your team isn't any better than the other team and they don't really have your best interest in mind any more than the other side. Problem is that we, we essentially have two conservative parties in this country. We don't have a progressive party in this country. We have right. you know, the party that we call the conservative party, which is like more of a it's essentially evolving into a fascist nationalist. Yeah, it's part, a white fucking party. Nazi party, man. And then it's you have straight up Nazis. If you just say it, 
They're Nazis. If you just picked up the Democrats, the American Democratic Party, and dropped them into the UK or dropped them into Germany or whatever, they'd be like kind of a center right-ish party that's like they want to kind of pump the brakes and bring everything back to 2002 but they're cool with like they're cool with like gays and and minorities and stuff like they're, they're like so they're socially progressive they're like hey we're not gonna like put any rules down here about uh, abortion or about gay rights or anything everyone can marry whoever that's fine but otherwise they're all about just like keeping it locked in 2003 well yeah. you know that thing where people say if you meet someone who has the same personality as you you're gonna kind of clash like you're not probably going to get along in a lot of cases it's why me and george clooney just never it's just never happened we right have so many friends in common and they'd be like yo like you and clooney like why don't you guys hang out more like we invite you guys to the same parties all the time like why why and i'm just like i don't know it's just like just too similar yeah you know? or so randall anyways, and- I, I understand it Randall and Randall again, and Justin Bieber. Dog the bounty thing. hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But oh, yeah, me and dog. Yeah, we can't. No, no, no. It's I all, think it's one or the other. You got to just pick one. I think that that same thing is at play when it comes to how we hate Venezuela, because Venezuela up to the point where Hugo Chavez gets elected had the exact same setup in place that we do now, where there were two parties that were predominantly white men. And they would trade off control over the years, like one part, like just like it works here. Sometimes Republicans are in charge. Sometimes Democrats are in charge, but they were kind of the same party. And all of these things that we're mad at Venezuela for, like devaluing their currency and letting inflation get to the way it is and people starving and all of this shit, that regime took Venezuela to that exact same place in 1989 and that is why hugo chavez eventually got elected because they drove the country into the ground and they actually usurped their two-party system and elected someone else and as soon as he started doing things to benefit the people we were like that guy is a threat to national security and we got to take him out like i think the united states is afraid something similar could happen here And no Democrat you elect is going to help in that effort. Like, it's a two-party system, and that's what people want. Like, no one wants... Joe Biden doesn't want fucking socialism, and I don't think Kamala Harris does either. Not even the friendly European kind of socialism, where you still vote, things are free, but you just don't go bankrupt if you have a minor car accident and break your leg in three places. Which was the such a funny thing that was happening during the election cycle where it's like Kamala Harris is going to come around and like give free weed to everybody is like yo you, you like know who Kamala Harris, you know what her <laughs> politics are you know what Joe Biden's politics are like they're not going to come and give fucking UBI they're not Andrew Yang they're not AOC like the most interesting thing with lots of politicians who who reach a national level is like talk to the people in their state and like to actually get the real you know, the real, real on them. And it's like, you talk to people in California, Kamala Harris been a DA here, a senator here only for a few years. And they're like, oh yeah, she's like a cop. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's pretty conservative. That's, yeah, that's her, like that's her actual reputation. Like that was something that switched 
radically, like you're saying, when she was, uh, she became VP and was also the candidate. And that was just out of pure, like fantasy, like that was just speculation and just hope from people like, oh, this person, it's, she'll change for the better of the country. It's like, but you don't fundamentally change that. No, no. People. I mean, people, so that's, yeah, people, that's, we can hope that things are going to improve, but you can't just expect someone's character to do a complete 180. Exactly. Just because someone before them is the worst, you know, and we're, we're just going to give that a pass. People see Kamala Harris, you know, if you're in the South somewhere and you're like, oh my gosh, a non-white female senator from California, she's going to force me to drive a, a sedan that runs on canola oil. It's like... <laughs> No, no, not at all. Definitely not. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I say it all the time. California is not nearly as liberal as people would like to believe. No, some of the so on a local level, sometimes it is like San Francisco locally. Yeah, I got the local governments can be quite liberal. Can not all, not all the time, but on a state level, I mean, I've lived in California, you know, with the exception of a few years since 1992, and you just look at every major election cycle, all the propositions that get passed or don't pass if you just looked at them and you looked at which one won and which one lost you would think that we were south carolina yeah like going back you know this year you have the prop 22 which was the one about uber drivers doordash drivers or whatever now we're stuck with this new law that basically keeps these people getting paid nothing and having no rights for the next however long you know you go back to i believe it was 2008 was proposition eight which was allowing gay marriage in california that did not pass california in 2008 the same election where california voted overwhelmingly of course to elect our first black president the same election california was like nah gay marriage nah, nah, nah. yeah so, we overturned it it was legal before that oh okay yeah, yeah and then sure, we overturned exactly. it. so california not as liberal especially you know when it comes to state politicians lots of the statewide propositions and, and laws no it doesn't get passed i mean sports yeah. betting that didn't even get to a proposition the state government shot it down so bad yeah it's it's rough yeah and so that's why i'm glad rush limbaugh died i was gonna yeah. say so we're not gonna give biden any credit yet for for Kill. having rush limbaugh killed <laughs> Yeah, that's not going to happen. There is that. That's yeah. something that's progress. Yeah, I guess that's what this podcast is about now, because I feel like that's this that's was his this was supposed his bin Laden. This was supposed to be about local news stories from around the country. Put, that was your fault. You put this one first and we've spent 51 minutes about this one. Talking I saw about this. I was like, we put Rush Limbaugh first. This is going to turn into a 45 minute conversation. No, I'm fine. I'm fine talking about why I'm glad Rush Limbaugh died, because I do think partisanship is the thing that keeps progress from happening because there's always, and I've said this so many times, there's always one half of the country that thinks whatever the government's doing is right. Because what's really important is that our team is in office. And once our team is in office, nothing else matters. 
Like the world is good because a Democrat is president. Fucking no, it's not. That just allows the government to continue to be shitty year after year, decade after decade. They don't have to change anything because they know they'll always have roughly 50% support of the people. And it just can't be that way forever. I think, you know, if we do want to move on to another topic to kind of close the circle on on what you're saying. Oh, the like, new Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. <laughs> that movie looks good. That looks awesome. That looks I'm good. There. When I'm they ready. did the fatality on Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. yeah. When they were like, get over Rush here. Limbaugh, get over here, baby. Finish him. Yeah. And they dump a bunch of pills down his throat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways, like, if you get all your hopes up every four years that, like, things are going to change in America and only living by the elections that come every four year. Honey, like you're never going to see it. You're never going to see it. And even if you make that every two years and even if you only vote in just the like you have to work on a local level. Like if you want your life to be better, figure out who like the Democratic Socialist candidate is in your hood in your district, in your city, wherever, like work on a local level, because yeah, it's good that Joe Biden is president, but really nothing's going to get done. And you know, if Clarence Thomas drops dead tomorrow, yeah, we'll probably going to get a more liberal judge. And that's a good thing, but that doesn't really change much in the short term at all. If you want to change stuff in the short term and actually have your life affected, trust me, I'm, I'm not that involved in local politics at all, but think more about how you can help locally because that's where you are going to see the change and where change will be quicker and faster. Yeah. You bring it down to a smaller level, like even figure out who's running your local Seven Eleven and who won't restock the tiger claw. Mm. Yeah. And it challenged them. It challenged it. Where did it go? Why don't you refill it? What's going on here? I need to talk to the guy above the guy above under the Seven Eleven franchisee bylaws if you challenge the manager of a 7-eleven to a, a feat of manly strength they must accept and if you beat them you run the 7-eleven right exactly and you can restock the tiger claw yeah just to balance that's out that's a change that's a small change that can that's what we need in this country that's what they meant by picking yourself up by your bootstraps also tiger claws gross is that the is that the seltzer i actually don't i've never had it i don't know oh. what it is i've never had it either is it like a four loco? I no. just tried to sound cool for the kids. Oh, okay. Podcast. We'll go. TikTok drink. Just great. Just yeah. great. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Rush Limbaugh, I guess, is important enough that we spent this much time talking about him. I do think he's, that's the whole thing. When people are like, he's such a divisive figure. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, he fomented division in this country. We and, need less divisive figures. Yeah. And now we're down one. Hey. Perfect. Hey. Take that more like a douche rim job. Am I right? (laughs) But I, I can't, all that said, I can't rob people of this one story that we were going to talk about that I love so much. It's about the woman in Kentucky who got the tattoo. Oh, yeah. 25-year-old Kentucky (laughs) resident named Leah Holland. She and a friend were having a conversation and the friend was... Just going on and on about how Leah is is never anyone but herself. She's always the person she is. She doesn't ever pretend. And Leah was really taken by this comment. So much so that she decided to have a version of it tattooed on her body in March of 2020. And the tattoo that she decided to have put on her body in honor of this moment says, Courageously and radically refuse to wear a mask. Hira. What timing? Because, I mean, coronavirus had started by then. We knew about it. But that was also at the point where the government was like, even Fauci was like, nah, 
that. You don't have to wear a mask. No, we were still going into offices and stuff. I was going into offices and an office every day, supermarket. I, everyone was going around doing everything on March 4th. It wasn't until March like 15th. It's March 11th is 17th. when. Oh, OK. That's when the yeah. NBA the shut toilet, down. The toilet paper wars really are when that the mark of when this started. That's when they started. When Archduke Franz Ferdinand <laughs> was hit in the head with a toilet roll of toilet paper. <laughs> right. And it it's all actually the, the, you know, what started it. Yeah. I signed up for the Charmin big roll. Well, I had already signed up for it. I signed up for a second one when Rona kicked off and when toilet paper started disappearing. What, do they just send it to you? They send you three gigantic rolls of toilet paper, I think every six months or every three months. And yeah. they're the normal width? People can't see this, but you're you're basically like uh, miming holding a pirate ship. Like well, have you ever... Have you ever Where do you put it? They send you a stand. Oh, wow. It's, Can we see this? Have you ever taken a shit in a public restroom? Like they're not normal oh, size toilet yeah. rolls; they're the big toilet paper rolls. Oh yeah, okay, they're like you, they have like, that mount on the side of it. Like if you're at an yeah. airport or something, and it, like that, and that it mount yeah. on the side of the cuts wall. down on the the number of cardboard tubes and shit. Yeah, you kind of motioned to something that would have like a five foot radius. So I think Brett and I got the wrong <laughs> idea. Randall, I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> good wow. luck. You don't, good luck without depth <laughs> perception, bitch. That's a good point. Oh, I see. I'm on it. Oh, yeah. No, they give you. There's a stand holder included. They I'm have saying. a nice picture of like it looks like a giant like wheel of cheese that like a, a German village would ceremoniously roll down a hill or something <laughs> like that. They're like, oh, we do this every March fourth. Have you seen the Netflix documentary series We Are the Champions? I'm aware of it. I haven't watched it. There's an episode about cheese rolling, and I cannot recommend it enough. Oh my gosh. Three of these giant rolls, stand included, thirty dollars. That's a very good deal. How can you pass that up? I don't know, actually, because I, I don't really even know how much toilet paper costs or like, is this the same amount of volume of paper? You don't know how much toilet get? paper costs? I don't what think do you, about it because I buy your, it. It's in like, your ivory tower? What the hell is going on? No, because it's, <laughs> it's not something where I'm like, not going to buy it. This, this is ridiculous. I feel You've like this episode. Buy it. I feel I like know. this episode's seen... really getting away from us now. <laughs> Five bucks, ten bucks, whatever it is. I, ten bucks, you, you buy ten, it. You get you go. Okay, like, well, Randall. Four pack, well, Randall. Wait, 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 wait. That's fine. Wait, Randall. Then how much does toilet paper cost? Tell us right now, and you better be fucking right. Right. Okay. You go down to the store. You want a four pack? Costs you like fifty bucks. I know a guy. <laughs> My God. They do this with like a gallon of milk to be like. This state senator doesn't know the real people. They don't know how much a gallon of milk costs. I don't know how much toilet paper costs. Like, yo, hashtag never stop pooping. I'm never going to stop pooping. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm going to stop pooping one day. You should get that tattoo. Yeah, that'll be more timely than this woman's tattoo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm never going to stop pooping. Oh, yeah, that woman. I'm always going to need toilet paper. So there was that fucking story we were going to talk about. There were these California school board members. I don't, there's two Zoom stories we were going to talk about. There's Lori Lightfoot. Did either of you watch the video? No. No, of course not. This woman, Lori Lightfoot, is the mayor of Chicago, and she's running like a city council meeting or something, and all these aldermen, alders people, whatever the fuck, are given statements, and one comes up and gives a statement about like relations between Puerto Rican people and black people, and it goes oh, on no. for about two minutes, and at the end- stand up bit. At the end of it- Have <laughs> you ever noticed that? At the end of it, Lori Lightfoot goes, you got to be fucking kidding me. But <laughs> she was, in her defense, she claims referring to the fact that her coronavirus relief bill 
got shut down by another alderman, as opposed to referring to what one of her sworn enemies in the Chicago government had just got done saying for two minutes. But how do people not get Zoom by now? Like, we've had... I still worry about it. I still worry about it. I still routinely have to quadruple check that like i'm muted that my camera's off when i want it to be off well what are you doing on while zoom calls are happening that you got to be that worried about it you know i don't know you like smoking crack during zoom calls well like i go camera off at work a lot of the time i'm probably 50 50 camera on camera off sure when when i'm camera off you know i'm like i'm not actively performing on camera if I know cameras on, I'm looking into the camera. I'm, I'm. It's a bit of a performance, right? Like I want to oh make sure the other God. person understands oh, that I'm engaged. If I'm camera off, I might be like, all right, I might be kind of doing some other work because like you, you got a meeting that doesn't necessarily need me. I'm kind of listening in, but I'm focusing on a different screen, mm-hmm. I'm scratching my oh. face, uh, you know, whatever. Jerking off like that New York Times guy. <laughs> That's like this sounds all like. I cannot comment on that. Yeah. that was amazing. Uh, Did you see there was a NCAA basketball game somewhat recently where the ref cursed into his uh, microphone? Well, no. I you were gonna say you just started jerking off in the what? middle of the. <laughs> no, yeah. no, it was the same. A similar thing to the Lori like- Light, the Chicago mayor situation, where it was like halftime and he's like, I think he was complaining because like it was so, it was so loud in there, or his ear pierce was was all messed up. Is he ear piercing? His microphone on, and he's like. I can't hear fucking anything right now or whatever. And they're, and they're playing, you know, it's like when he does <laughs> That's great. his microphone for his announcements on the penalties or whatever. That's Pretty awesome. Yeah, a similar that's, that's inspirational though. A oh, similar yeah. thing happened here in California. I I actually I knew about this one because I saw it on local news. But there's this school district in Northern California, like the Bay Area, called Oakley Union. The Oakley Union Elementary School District Board of Trustees. They're logging on to this Zoom call that parents were going to be allowed to watch. And as the parents were joining, the Board of Trustees starts cracking jokes about all these parents. Like one just said that they just want schools open because they just want their babysitters back. Another one joked that his brother has a medical marijuana business and that the clientele were parents with their kids in school. When you got your kids at home, no more smoking out, which spoken like someone who's never smoked weed. Except the problem is the parents who were logging on heard all of this. And again, how? Like, how do we not know by now how Zoom works? Yeah, it's because these guys are like stupid assholes, though. That's the best part is that they're they're assholes and they're stupid and they do stupid shit and they say stupid shit. And then those things converge and they make these magical moments for us where we get to see who they really are. Nobody well, else. And there's also- I know I know Brett has his worries about staying in character for too long. While he's on a Zoom call, uh, it's called character, Whatever your acting, your Stanislavski shit that you were going into <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, was about. I don't know, but for everybody else, it's like they're just candidly being their own douchey self. They're not even making a funny joke. You know, they're just being just total complete the the total pieces of shit that they are and they can't help themselves and then they just get caught because they're so stupid that they can't even use a computer everything it all just works perfectly i I think it's magical i think it's the perfect time to watch these people dig their own graves i think i do know how this happened though i think they thought they were on a zoom meeting which when you're on a zoom meeting all the people in the meeting they're square if they're not using video 
populates on the screen or their video shows up on the screen. Yeah. And that's how you know everyone else is in the room with you. But if you're on a webinar, which is what we use for one of our Patreon exclusive shows called 69 Minutes, which is a monthly chat show where people ask us questions and we do that on a Zoom webinar. And on those, all the attendees can see and hear everything as soon as it starts, but you can't see or talk to them unless you add them as a participant. So these dunderheads probably thought they were on a Zoom meeting and instead they were on a Zoom webinar and every fucking thing they said got heard by those parents. And now all of these motherfuckers had to resign. Which that's that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I mean, and then they're like, "What the hell is a what the fuck's a webinar?" Speaking <laughs> of you Zoom a year in, maybe you should resign. Like, yeah. speaking yeah. of cancel culture out of control, am I right? <laughs> yeah, like if you're a mechanic and you can't like fix a flat tire a year in, like maybe you should resign. Yeah, yeah, I would tend to agree with that. What's a what's a muffler anyway? I don't even know. Why should I have to know that? Yeah, sorry, yeah. you're out of here. Had some blueberry mufflers this morning. We've actually made it through almost all of these stories. We haven't talked about how Arizona is waiving rabies vaccine mandates for dogs because dogs are anti-vaxxers now. There are some concerned pet parents who feel like some dogs have adverse reactions to rabies, to just the vaccines in general. I mean, I don't want, I don't know if we should do like another hour here. I feel like we're going to get off on the whole anti-vax. Like I'm surprised we didn't bring up anti-vaxxers in the first 45 minutes of the podcast. Do you think they're worried? Like, I don't know. How are we going to unfuck these people who just like don't Brett understand vaccines? Brett, do you, What's up? Brett Randall, hmm. do you think they're worried that vaccines cause dogtism? Oh. Hey. Hey. <laughs> that's pretty good right because it's like autism because vaccines yeah. cause autism we all know that i mean that's just science that's been established just i think dr fauci confirmed that yesterday. yeah i'm just a little dr. bit Oz. concerned you know with the greater vaccine implications here where it's like i know it's hard to get a, a covid vaccine now but are we going to hit a point in like september where like everyone who who wants one has had one and yet still 45 percent of the country isn't getting them and we still can't go out we still can't go to the movies we still because like oh that's 100 like giant amount of the people answer who are like, is yes Brett. That's yeah exactly what's going to happen there's also even... we're we're creating quite the post-apocalyptic landscape for ourselves here with these rabid dogs and idiot people running around once resources run too low we are literally going to have the worst time trying to get through the streets with especially with just rabid crazy Dogs Not and animals. No, well, Adam he's got fine. that TP. He's got that TP forever roll. Yeah. Yeah. And the forever roll. Clean ass, full heart. You, you already <laughs> look like a, you already look like a walking dead character. So you look like you'd make it. This is how a zombie apocalypse, if we ever get anything approaching it, is going to start. It's going to yeah. be rabies. Cause that's, that's the thing that most looks like zombie shit in people. Yeah. Like, that's as close as we're going to get. I'm sorry, nerds. I remember when I worked at Cracked, someone pitched an article. No working there. Yeah, right? <laughs> someone pitched an article because they worked at a cemetery, and they were like, let me tell you why a zombie apocalypse won't happen. When you bury a body, you put a stone slab on top of it. And I'm like, it's not going to happen because zombies aren't real. That's why it's not going to happen. Stop. <laughs> Stop writing this right now. <laughs> this is the best editorial feedback I've ever heard. Enough. Sometimes it's got to 
Sometimes it's got to come to that. <laughs> That's a bunch of malarkey. We should have made more decisions like that. <laughs> hey, Delaware set a snow record. It's pretty cool. 11 years after the fact. What the fuck was this? They dropped a snow record? On February 7th, 2010, Delaware, there was 28 inches of snow measured in the Greenwood area of Delaware. And that set a snowfall record or a snow depth record. Snowfall and snow depth are two different things. We all know that. Of course, yeah. But I need to explain. Go ahead. This happened in 2010, and at some point, an investigation was launched? Like, the people who work at this place didn't even know this investigation was launched. And one day, the state just shows up and is like, congrats, the fucking snowfall that happened in 2010. That's the biggest snow depth in Delaware history, bub. Wait, there's a 10-year investigation? investigation? No clue. This is one of those articles that just leaves more questions on the table than it answers. It's exactly. like it was a, it was like an X file and then they solved it. Another like it was like the lowest stakes Mulder investigation. It reminds me of an, another thing that happened when I worked at Cracked. I came across this CNN article and it said something about how two more pairs of feet washed up on this beach. And it was like there have been 14 pairs of feet that have washed up since January. Anyway, the end. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Feet have been washing up. And the only reason the article I was going to write about it didn't get published is because the oatmeal did the exact same thing, but in like the form the oatmeal does shit with the same CNN article where it's like, what? You can't just be so casual with that information and not elaborate a little. And if you Googled it, it it was like a whole thing that had been happening for like a year. And they just, that was like when the Montauk monster got, like washed up that got more coverage than these human feet just washing up yeah. on a, and and that was just a dead raccoon like how and it became a national phenomenon here's what is really puzzling about this investigation to me short for investigation saves me time when i talk but saying that whole thing afterwards what is part of that puts the what makes it extends the what are you talking Okay, sorry, sorry sorry you don't know how language works it's fine let's carry on what's really confusing about this investigation is only a handful of people who worked at, it's the National Center for Environmental Information. Or no, the they're at a place that they measure <laughs> snow, all right? They're, fucking, the stage they're at the fucking it. snow building. They're at the, <laughs> the Ministry of Snow the National in snow fucking League. Delaware. The Delaware Department of Snowfall. with a yardstick. And when it snows, they go out and they're like, let me jam this yardstick in the ground, see what number it pops up to. And now here's what confuses me. There's a handful of people working at the snow ministry who were also working there in 2010 when this snow depth record happened. And they also didn't know this investigation was happening. So who the fuck did they talk to to conduct this investigation? We've all worked in corporate settings. Yeah. We've all been laid off or fired. Like sometimes stuff is like management only. I got to keep this. They they probably went in. They they just tossed the files, man. They're like, give me those records. They're like, see the photo they took of that. And they plunge the thing in the ground. We shred all that. Who sent you? Senior staff only. Someone comes in on a weekend. They open up the little box with the yardstick in it. And they're just like, hey, we got to go up to this mountain, stick it in there. See if the number is taller than the yeah. previous number we have. Don't tell anyone else. This is on a need to snow basis. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> if someone asks where the yardstick is. It's up your ass. It's what you tell yeah, me. You're fired. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the fucking street. 
Yeah. <laughs> Arby's.com slash careers. You could do I a lot worse than working go. at Arby's. Yeah. Think of the discounts you're going to get. It's going to be really nice. Is that the last? Now there's the true crime story, too. This is a weird one. Let's just close on this. A woman, keep your eyes on Dallas. There's a weird story happening there. A woman and her husband were out for a walk. and Some guy just walks up and fucking shoots the husband, tries to rob the wife, but isn't able to get any of her jewelry off. It's like, but he had a shotgun. And then he gets back in his truck and drives away. And everyone's distraught and wondering why this random crime happens. And then police look at the woman's cell phone. And it turns out she and the guy who shot her husband sent 14,000 text messages to each other in the month of October. And that, to me, is the creepiest part of this story. That is weird. The fact that you would have time. How? Do, how who has time to send 14,000 text messages? That's a lot. That's a whole lot. That's... I mean, that's like, like 500, a a, it's a like 500 a day. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. I wonder what they were talking about. You think it was just the- shooting her husband? Yeah. yeah. Shooting her husband. Yeah. There was a similar thing that happened in Long Beach and I was really suspicious in that case too, because this guy was walking back from the store with his wife and kid and someone just walked up and shot him. But nope, that really was just a crazy dude. Just a crazy person who just killed a family on the street. Anyway, I'll probably cut that whole part. We should probably <laughs> wrap this episode up, right? No, what's, what's called on? This is like the feet. What happened with the story with the text messages? Well, she, now she's been arrested for obstruction of justice. People should have seen that coming. So, Did the guy get so away they, or what, is they that? Were what just, happened to the shotgun guy? They were the the shotgun guy was uh, never mind. I said I'm going to cut all this. You can read this. Oh, you okay. see the link is right there, right? Huh? You could just yeah, I'm not clicking on it. Oh, I'm sorry for making more content. Okay, Adam. well I also like <laughs> summarized it down below. Yeah, the links. There was a fun quote from the neighbor. Anyway, I, we got we setup. have to wrap it this up. I'm wearing like, a fucking eye patch right now. Yeah, okay, I just. We got to get so, out of here. I think this is upsetting for everyone. Yeah, we've been talking for more time that you, I haven't seen you drop some drops in your eyeball. We yeah, that's the other, that's hour. the other thing. I'm about 23 minutes behind schedule on that, so I should okay. probably go knock that out too. All right, so that's our episode that was about local news stories and predominantly Rush Limbaugh. Do we have anything to plug? Before we get out of here, I fucking patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. Randall, what do you got to plug? I usually, I put all my stuff on twitter.com slash my name, my first and last name on there on Twitter. The tweets? Yeah, I, yeah, I put a lot of, like, if I do something, I'll post it on there usually, so you can find it there, twitter.com slash Randall Maynard. Brett, what would you like to plug? Also, uh, I, <laughs> oh, sorry, go ahead, Brett. Thank you, Randall. Yeah. Twitter.com slash Brett Raider. I work at Yahoo Sports. I make a bunch of podcasts there. If you like sports, we may have a podcast for you. You know, you like playing fantasy football. Fucking play it on Yahoo. We love it. You don't even like sports. podcasts there about fantasy football. Hey, Julie, I do a podcast about ostensibly about the television show Big Brother, but that show has not been on for months and we just talk about TV and movies and stuff. It's called Hey, Julie. And Twitter.com slash Randall Maynard. (laughs) Yeah. Whenever I have thoughts, I put it on there. Obviously, I was on. I was on another podcast probably like six months ago. You could check that. Let's check it on out, my yeah. Twitter.com. All right, see what Randall has to say about Tiger King. All right, yeah. all sorts of hot content from months ago. All right, please get me out of here, Randall. Say goodbye. Goodbye, Brett. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.
Street. Bring the blood on the Bristol Street. I'm 